What's up, guys? It's Aaron from Living Life Abundantly, and I'm here with Lynn, and we're going to be talking about listening. Welcome. Welcome, Lynn. Welcome, Aaron. It's really great to be here. Thank you. So thanks for coming on. I, I really, I was very interested when you wanted to talk about listening. It was just like, that's, I, I've never, like you said, I've never, I've never heard uh, a podcast dedicated just towards listening. So that's, that's amazing. I'm, I'm super excited about this. <laughs> well, you know, I got to tell you, Aaron, it really, really surprised me when I went in and did a search through the million podcasts on Apple podcasts. And there was no podcast that just teaches the basic listening skills. I mean, there's, there's one on that's called listening skills, but it's like this military tactics podcast. And I think another one's like listening in a different language, uh, but none that actually teaches people how to listen to each other, which um, I thought at first I thought, how could that be? I must be wrong. <laughs> and then when I searched further and realized, no, that I'm right. There is no other podcast out there like this. I thought, well, somebody has got to make it. So here we are, Aaron. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's crazy. That's, I can't believe that. That's, man, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think there's this perception uh, that we spend so much time in our lives in school, in the United States anyway, where we have to, you know, sit down, be quiet and listen, right? That there, there's this perception that we know how to listen, but we really, we really don't. And and I think there's also another perception out there that listening is a weakness and listening can put you in a place of uh, letting people walk all over you. Uh, but really it's not with the right listening skills and speaking skills, but this is listening skills. It's incredibly, incredibly powerful mm -hmm. uh, and empowering for anybody's life. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So I was really curious about this question. I, I, as soon as I heard you were doing uh, with, uh, about listening, I was really curious to ask you, like, how do you stay present in conversations? Because, like, like sometimes I find myself in the past or in the future, uh, in the future, like, you know, and I just I find myself just um, struggling so in social situations. So do you, you have anything about that? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what we what we're doing. And, and and you're you are not alone at all. And and really, it, it the beginning beginnings of it comes down to the very very first lesson in this listening skills uh, podcast. Which all these lessons, as you know, Aaron, you listen to them are really short, like three minutes. Just here's the lesson. Here's how to apply it to your life. Boom. Next lesson. But that first lesson that probably anybody could guess is get rid of distractions. And, um, and before I say what the number one distraction is, Aaron, I bet you and all your listeners already know what the one number one distraction is for most conversations. Yeah. You're smiling. Yeah. What would you say? <laughs> the cell phone. Exactly. It's a it's like slam dunk, no brainer. <laughs> right. And really when we are having conversations with people, and if I'm supposed to be listening to you, but I've got my cell phone in front of me and I'm like talking to you, but like 
kind of like, yeah, I'm listening. I'm listening. It, it's, it's obvious. I mean, you're not going to be very invested in the conversation or it'll be hard to, because you know, I'm only half listening, even though I think I'm fully listening. Yeah, I know. So if I take that distraction, my cell phone, and I put it down on the table between us here, we'll pretend it's on the table between us. Now, what I am subconsciously telling you, who's trying to talk to me, is you are only as important as the next ding on my cell phone. I know. And that's better. Having it to the side is better than not at all. I mean, than having it in front of your face. But if I take that cell phone, turn the ringer off. You know where I'm going with this, don't you? Turn the ringer off, put it completely out of sight, and then look at you. Boom. Right there in that one little tiny lesson that we already know. Like, we already know this. That the, um, uh, the lessons from that is that we are magically, radically changing our conversations in a deeper way just by that. So, so that's, that's the first one. And it, it's hard. It's, I mean, you probably see it every day in your life, even in, even in quarantine, you probably see it every day in your life. I'm guessing. <laughs> definitely, yeah, definitely. It's, it seems like I, like, I almost want to stop I, I almost I try to like stop talking like when I really want somebody to hear me I'm like uh, I just kind of try to stop talking and then they're like no keep going I'm like while they're texting I'm like uh or, or if their phone's right there I'm just like uh whatever I'll just keep talking but I know it's not not coming through as much as it should or as much as it <laughs> yeah yeah and that's where the power comes in of if I know that I want to learn something from you, or I want you to communicate something important to me. If I know that by having my cell phone anywhere around me is a distraction, and I know that's going to disincentivize you, you know, make it so you're like, oh, why am I going to put the effort in and talking to her when she's only half listening, even though she's telling me, I'm listening, I'm listening, you know. If, if I put my phone away and actually pay attention to you, then I know the chances of you sharing the important information, the chances of you sharing what I really need to know, the chances of you sharing more is like radically increased. So, you know, if I'm talking to my husband, I can hear more what he needs to say to me, what's important to him. If my son is talking to me, I have a high school son, if he's talking to me, he'll be more likely to actually share with me it, well, anything, right? Because as a teenager, you know, <laughs> and this is true in business meetings and in negotiations. If I'm negotiating with somebody or in life, if I'm negotiating with somebody and I don't have those distractions, that makes a huge difference and just makes it so much better. And that's only the first of 10 lessons. So crazy. Yeah, that is. That's like, that's huge uh, right there. That that first one can helps a lot for sure. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it makes a, it makes a, it makes a huge difference. Um, so now Aaron, you tell me, do you have another uh, question or should we just go through a couple more topics? Uh, yeah, I, I have a few more questions. Yeah. Great. Um, let's see here. Yeah. So, uh, why, why is listening important? Ah, 
2020. Shall I say more? No. <laughs> That's actually, you know, I I had a, an interesting thing in my childhood that I didn't realize how I was an adult because when we're kids, right? what we grow up with is normal and we think that's normal. And then we become adults and we realize, wait, that was weird or different about my house. I never knew that listening to each other is not something people normally do because I was raised in a house where we actually listened to each other and that was normal. Like how weird is that? How, I mean, how awesome is it? And so when I got in my early twenties and was out in the world by myself, here I am this great listener, but I, two things happened. One is I would go to events or group events and I would see people not really listening to each other. And it would drive me crazy. Not so much because I wanted to be heard. Uh, but that also was a problem because I was raised in a home where everybody listened to me. So I didn't have to learn how to speak up and be heard. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's a whole nother story. Um, but I also saw people missing out on so much of life because they were so self-absorbed and just talking about something and they were not good at actually listening to what the other person said. And then as I got a little bit older and more mature, I had some dear friends who hung out with me and they said, oh my gosh, Lynn, people tell you stuff. And it was all because I listened. Like I, I went out to dinner with a friend and the waitress told me about how she was, you know, going through a really hard time in her life and her kid was sick, but she still had to work. And, and my friend was like, everywhere I go, people tell you stuff, even the waitress, even the grocery clerk. Like, and I, I just thought that was everybody's life. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> and it was all because of listening. And so you just have such, I've had such a more rich, deep, life. And I feel like I've really understood more people and had less fear in my life because I feel like I've really been able to hear all kinds of different people. Mm. And so it's really, it's a really important skill for folks to have. Yeah. Yes. Wow. I mean, so, so when you were talking about, um, when, uh, when your family, you said, your family was really good at listening and um so so that made you um not not need to so because uh, i have a, a family that's really good at listening too so does that um having a family like that that you can like talk to does that make it easier to go out and like talk to strangers and like other people about uh, or um, to listen to other people because, um, because like, does that make sense? Uh, I'm trying to explain yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It does. Because I think the more, and you probably see this, um, Aaron, by being a listener yourself, the more you listen to other people, the more, the more I've listened to other people, the more I understand that everybody, what they do makes sense to them for some reason or another. And there's connected, their stories connected somehow. And everybody in this world is on their, on a journey that is a culmination of everything in their life uh, put together. And so, so having that listening skill has made it so I'm a lot more tolerant of if there's somebody who's 
you know, doesn't look like me or somebody who, you know, is from a different part of the country or the world or the, you know, is younger than me or older than me. I'm much more curious because I know that most of the time when you're curious and you really listen to truly understand uh, that there's usually some very fascinating, interesting stories that everybody has. Um, And so I just, it just makes me more and more curious about um, people. That's amazing. I love that. Like, oh man. So you, so you probably have a lot more uh, wisdom and like, and uh, for, from listening because you, you've listened, like you've had all those, the, those experiences of, of listen, like listening so much. So that, that's interesting. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. One of one of my real interesting pieces has been um, I'm one of those weirdos who likes New Year's resolutions, and I know a lot of people don't like New Year's resolutions. I, I like them. I always have. And in 2019, almost exactly a year ago today, I was working on my 2020 New Year's resolutions before I had any idea what 2020 would be. Because <laughs> <laughs> like a year ago today, we had no idea, did we? And yeah. I decided that one of the things I would do would be what I call listening to the other. So if there is somebody online or in the media or just someone that came across my path who had thoughts, beliefs, opinions that were radically different from mine, then rather than just writing them off and saying, Oh, they're crazy. They're wackadoodle. They're strange. Or they're, you know, uh, I would go and listen. So if they had a website, I would go to their website. If they had propaganda, I would read their propaganda. If they had a website email, I would sign up for their email. And I, let me tell you, I had to tell my husband, I said, if you ever get into my email, like, don't worry, there's all kinds of stuff coming in my email right now. Uh, If they had a podcast, I would listen to hours of their podcast. And at first, oh my gosh, at first, Aaron, it was so it was hard and it was actually anxiety producing because just being exposed to all these different ideas that are like at first, like crazily different than mine. But then over time by say May, June, I got this real sense of peace and this real sense of like standing on my own two feet a little better because a couple things happened. First, I realized that yes, we do have issues. We do have divisions. We do have things that need resolved in this country and in this world. Yes, that is true. However, for the vast majority of topics and issues and stuff, we are way more aligned than we think we are. And when I say that, people usually raise their eyebrows and think, no way. How could that be? There's no way. We're more divided than ever. And and I would say, yes, on social media, in a lot of news media, when influencers are paid to get eyeballs and by getting eyeballs, you you have to be radical, you have to be edgy, you have to say something outrageous. And if you're not radical, edgy, or outrageous, then you're not getting the eyeballs. And so we have this whole like media machine of being outrageous and crazy and only reporting on the uh, just outliers. And so I realized, though, at our core, we, we really, like, not completely, but at our core, we all agree on so, so much more than we realize. And so I, I really hope 
that we'll see a shift eventually of um, us being able to look at each other and say, not first, how are we different? How are we going to disagree? But first start with, what do we agree on? How are we the same? Because there's a lot there. For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Wow. Yeah. 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 Um, Crazy stuff. That is. Um, I had I had another question uh, going kind of going kind of back to uh, uh, going back to distractions. Like I I get caught up in like um, in uh, like not so much my phone, but it's more my it's more my thoughts. Like oh I I did this certain like stupid thing, and then. I overthink it and then I dwell on it and then like in social situations and then I sometimes don't listen as well or, you know, or I'm just, you know, not present and, but I don't have my phone on me. Is there any other things that like, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's run, let's run through a couple of them. And then also keep in mind that everybody loves honesty. And so you can always say, Hey, I really want to hear you. And my brain just like went down a rabbit hole. So the last thing I remember was this, you know, you know, and, and people, I mean, who, I mean, if you said that 12 times in two minutes, that might get annoying, but you know, um, yeah. So, so here we go. So get, we get rid of those distractions. Then we've got, and that, so that may be more than the cell phone and our brain, we can only, you know, help that so much. <laughs> Then there's eye contact. So looking at the person in a way that makes sense, that's socially or culturally appropriate. You know, I mean, my husband and I can look at each other six inches apart for minutes. It's totally fine. But if the grocery clerk did that to me, I like that would be really weird. Yeah. So context is everything there. Uh, posture, having your shoulders facing the person, having your whole body facing the person, not having your arms crossed. I mean, these are things we all know. And uh, one thing that's a pro tip is thinking about what's in between you and the other, you and the person across from you. So like, it's very, very common to have a, a coffee mug or a glass of water. And a lot of times people will hold that with both hands. And what that does is it puts something between you and the other person. But if you take that coffee mug or water or anything and set it to the side, it actually just at another subconscious level opens it up a little more. Or if you're at an event where everybody's standing, you take that, you know, coffee or water and you hold it to your side as opposed to between you and the other person. You hold it in your left hand so you can shake hands. Well, or elbow bump now is what we do, right? <laughs> With your right <laughs> With your right hand. Um, and then here's a magic piece. If you're thinking in your mind, I am not going to interrupt or interject this person until they have finished a thought. Then all of a sudden you have to focus on what are they communicating? When is their thought complete? And so if somebody's telling you a story, you're like, okay, I'm not going to jump in and talk just for the sake of talking. And, and of course, this is, you know, there's a difference between hanging out at a party with a group of friends versus a conversation you're, that you're trying to have that's meaningful. So this would be that more meaningful conversation. Let them finish their thought and then force yourself to start practicing 
to either rephrase what they said or clarify what they said. And it does two things. One is it helps them feel heard. And two, if you heard it a little bit incorrectly or a little different, which I guarantee you always did because we're humans and we don't, there's so much going on. We never hear it fully the first time. It gives them a chance to clarify it. And then they feel even more like you care about what they're, they're saying. Then when they feel like they care about when they're like, Oh, Aaron really cares about what I'm saying here. Aaron's actually listening uh, because it is when somebody's really listening to you, it's like, Oh, Whoa, like, okay, I'm going to lean in and this is a good conversation. Um, then, then at that point, that person is probably going to open up more and share more and be more vulnerable. And when that's happening, then just that conversation just starts flowing and you're right. You're right there simply because you've really let them um, share more than maybe they've shared in the past. Cause they haven't had somebody really listen to them in the past. Mm. So Yeah. Yeah, it's and this is all the basic stuff we supposedly already know. It's nothing new. That's what's so crazy about it. Yeah, that is. And you said you have to. We we never get it right the first time. That that really hit me. I'm like, man, we like. So we should we should ask that uh, we should always, um, you know, rephrase re, re, rephrase it even in. Even if we think we got we are hundred percent sure we got it right in our mind, we should still rephrase it and right. I think that if well, obviously not entirely right because if I rephrase everything you say, well, yeah. and then you rephrase what I yeah exactly, <laughs> we don't want to end up in a catch twenty two, but but to be aware of that and have it be a tool that you use so much more, it's um. It's, it's amazing what you get out of it, especially if somebody is frustrated and processing something. Um, and if you have somebody that's in a crisis in your life or just frustrated or mad about something, you'd be like, oh, well, it sounds, you know, they talk about what happened. And if you rephrase and say like, oh, wow. So it sounds like when they rear-ended you, that just like made you really mad. And now you don't want know what to do with insurance and and they might say like, oh, well, no, no, it didn't make me mad. I was just really frustrated and scared. And I don't care about the insurance, but it's just, you know, I care that it's going to be a pain. Oh, okay. You know, I mean, it just, yeah, it's, there's just too much happening too quickly in conversations to, to catch it all the first time. Wow. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Okay. So here's a, here's a pro tip for the people who are in a conversation and they want to get that conversation to go deeper and be more meaningful, but but they don't feel like they have the skills for it, but they need it, something in their back pocket. This is a really, really good tool that, like, seriously, Aaron, start doing this with all your friends and family. It's amazing how it works. You listen to them, and rather than rephrasing or fully clarifying, all you do is you say the last word or two of their last sentence with a little bit of a question and usually they'll just continue and give you even more detail. And then you can do the last word or two and they'll continue. So for example, my, my high school son, you know, he comes home from school. Oh, Hey honey, welcome home. How was your day? Fine. You know, <laughs> <laughs> fine. Yeah. Well, math was kind of stupid, stupid. 
well, you know, the teacher's just kind of annoying and Betsy sitting next to me was like flicking stuff at me. At you? Yeah, well, I mean, sometimes she flicks it at John too, but normally at me. I don't know if she likes me or she's annoying or, you know. Yeah, and and all of a sudden, all I've done is repeated the last word or two and they just go right down that rabbit hole. It's pretty amazing. That is amazing. Yeah. I need to write that down really quick. That's amazing. Uh, okay. Yeah. You write it, you write it down. And while you're writing it down, I'll tell you just two days ago, I was on an interview with another podcaster and he told me, he told the audience one little story about listening with him and his wife. And I did this trick to him. And within about a minute and a half, he pauses and he said, well, I don't know how we ended up down this rabbit hole about me. So let's go ahead and get back to listening skills. And I was like, time out, time out. I just did it to you. That's how. <laughs> so it's like, you got to rewind this and listen. And you'll hear, I did that trick to you. He's like, oh, I can't believe it. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty amazing. That is yes. Amazing. So you just, you repeat the last word or two with maybe a little bit of a question, give it the, here's the hard part to give it that awkward pause. And then they want to fill it. They're like, Oh, Oh, okay. Yeah. It's pretty fascinating stuff. That is, that's a, I love that. And, Good. and how, how many, like I've heard, I think um, from somebody who was like three sec and you give how, how um, long of a pause do you normally give it? Like, that awkward pause? Uh, I would say till it gets pretty awkward, till the feel, till it feels pretty awkward. And it depends. I mean, it, it depends on the relationship and it depends on the dynamics, right? Because if you're, this is one-on-one -on -one conversation. If you're in a small, even a small group of people and you do this and there's a third person, they'll probably cut off and interrupt and start talking before you get that awkward pause done because people don't like that dead space. So this really is a better one-on-one -on -one tactic. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. Crazy stuff. That. Yeah. Yeah. So what any, I think we've kind of covered really the basics of the basics. Any other questions or? Sweet. Let me look at um, what else I had. What makes you so passionate about about listening? It's, I think, my history and background in listening and seeing how powerful it is. And for right now, in 2020, just seeing how, oh my goodness, if we all just did a little more listening, it would do, a, I think it would do a lot to really start healing what's going on in our country. And, um, and that's what I hope for. And, and that's actually why um, the listening skills are so, they're so simple and they're just, there's no agenda behind them. There's no political or religious agenda. It's behind them. They're just the listening skills. Cause I wanted them to be, welcoming to everybody because i really think every single human on the planet could really benefit from becoming a better listener for sure yeah mm -hmm. i 100 agree and yeah 
so you're kind of just giving back in this and this is kind of like and you you feel like this is your way to serve kind of like it is it's it's absolutely my give back it absolutely is and i created a, a listening skills guide that is um on the website the listening skills dot shop web dial in those skills a little more it teaches you know here's what the skill is just like the podcast does and then it's here's how to practice the skill and part of the practicing is practicing yourself but another piece of practicing is observing other conversations and i gotta warn you by the time you go through all of these and you start observing everybody else's conversations in the context of this question you observe other conversations and you say to yourself how would this conversation be different, better or worse, if they were using the listening skill of eye contact? How would this conversation I'm observing change if they weren't distracted by their cell phones? It, it'll wreck conversations for life for you. <laughs> you'll just everywhere, you'll be like, oh my gosh, nobody's listening to each other anywhere. <laughs> Uh, but it's, it's a great thing to be aware of. Um, and that guide is a, a super helpful way to just dial it in for yourself and, and help others learn it too. Yes. Wow. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So, um, observing, so that gets you better observing just and seeing how, and then putting that being like, how, how can that be, uh, how using your, the skills in listening skills dot shop, um, to, to just be like, okay, what, what could they be doing differently? Yep, exactly. And and by seeing what they could do different, it also helps you realize you're not alone in this and you're not the only one that needs to work on this. I mean, I'm a good listener. You're a great listener, Aaron. And, and we, I'm sure, you know, I'm the first one that'll admit I have to constantly continue to work on this, especially if I'm busy. Yes. Absolutely. Man, this has been yeah. amazing. This has been so much fun. I appreciate it so much. <laughs> oh, thank you, Aaron. It's just been uh, my pleasure meeting you and, um, and do, yeah, spread the word of listening skills. And if you know anybody who um, is just, if you know anybody who's frustrated and feeling alone, a lot of times it's because they just don't have anybody to listen to them. Mm. And so by spreading the word of listening skills, maybe we can help folks, especially in quarantine and in isolation, feel more connected and feel, feel less lonely. So then they have the energy to make the world a better place. And wow, that sounds like a platitude, but I'm dead serious about it. <laughs> yes. No, for sure. Like, man, yes, I, uh, I couldn't agree more about that. And, um, uh, so listening skills dot shop if they, if they want to check out your course right yep right. yep listening skills dot shop the podcast is right there on the home page it's free and then the downloadable book is right on the home page too super super simple sweet awesome all that's that's amazing yeah and i i went through the course everybody watching and or listening and uh and it's amazing. I didn't go through it all actually, but I went through like the basics and I was just like, I just need to put this into practice. Like it's enough where it's like, you just need to really practice it. I feel like where every day you just got to keep practicing. Like you said before. 
You're exactly right. Yep. Just keep practicing. Cool. Well, Aaron, it's been a pleasure. Really appreciate the time with you today. Thank you so much. You too. All right. Thanks.